Welcome to the podcast of Trinity Episcopal Church in Vero Beach, Florida. We are glad to have you join us. Our hope is that this sermon will instill you with a profound sense of God's love and that you might receive and reflect His glory to your community. From St. John's Gospel, Jesus says, Unbind him and let him go. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning, friends. Happy All Saints Day. Not. Today is not All Saints Day. Ha, got you again. I get you every year. All Saints Day is the first of November. I've transferred it to today because I can as director. And so today I want to just take a few moments to talk about saints. <laughs> it is All Saints Day after, after all. And I want to think and consider what these are. What are we here to do and talk about today? And I've got two points about saints that are profound and simple, which is always the case in Christianity. What is a saint, point one? And secondly, how is a saint different from everybody else? What is a saint? Define your terms, define your terms, right? What is a saint, point one? And then secondly, how is a saint different from everyone else? So what is a saint? Well, if you're gonna define anything, where's the first place you go? Google. But since I am a deeply educated person, I have a, I'm just playing with you. I have a, actually, I'm going to pull this definition out of something called the Dictionary of Biblical Themes. It's a great definition for a saint, and I'll read it and unpack it for you. A saint, saints are, and I quote, the people of God, especially in relation to their being set apart from the world and serve him. Saints are called upon to lead holy lives, listen to this, worthy of their calling. So what is a saint? A saint is somebody who God has chosen, who is then called out from the world. You know the word ecclesia, church in Greek, means those who are called out of the culture and called into something better. That's us. And that we are called to then serve him and lead lives worthy of what God has made us. In other words, I've said before, if you're a Christian, act like it, right? So I want to look at this a little bit because people have a really mistaken, maybe even some of you have a mistaken view of what a saint is. Saints are people that believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And not only that, because let's face it, Jesus says even the demons believe that and they shudder. So anybody can believe in God, yeah, big deal. Saints are those who believe in Jesus Christ as the Son of God and who claim him as their Lord and Savior. That they believe that Jesus Christ has died to save them from their sins, has died to save them, frankly, from hell. And that's radically different from what people think about with saints. Go to Publix today before you go back and watch the football game when you're picking up your sub and ask the checker, hey, what's a saint? And they'll probably tell you a football team, but, <laughs> but here's the thing. What do most people think about when they think about saints? Well, most people think about, you know, strange Christian people that are just nice, never offend anyone, never really say anything out of the ordinary. They're just, you know, nice. Christians are nice, right? We're just nice. We're like, we're like Ned Flanders from The Simpsons. Remember him? You know Ned Flanders? He's the cartoon Christian on The Simpsons, and, and whenever he gets mad, he goes, oh, fiddly-dee, right? 
which I've never said that actually in my life. Um, that's not true, man. Saints are not a caricature of some silly, you know, naive idea. Saints, the real ones anyway, are wonderfully different. In fact, the saints are as diverse, to use that word, which gets co-opted for a lot of different reasons, but saints are wonderfully diverse, which they should be because saints reflect the people of God. And you know that all people are welcome into the, into the church. Saints are God's people. And there's a few eccentrics thrown in there. Um, I'm going to give you one that I bring up because I think it's he's eccentric, right? His name is Saint Simeon the Stylite. Saint Simeon the Stylite was an uh, ascetic. And an ascetic is somebody who goes away and prays and doesn't eat and sort of just sits in a cave all day. And so Saint Simeon wanted to go to be a monastic. He joined a monastery and they kicked him out. They said, man, this Simeon guy is just too strange and he had to go. And so Simeon went and lived in a cave and prayed all day long. Again, this is not for me or for you. I can't stay quiet for more than five minutes, but Simeon was called to a life of solitude. And word got out, and people would go and knock on the cave door and say, Simeon, I got a problem. I need you to help me. Simeon's trying to pray. Oh, man, what am I going to do now? So guess what Simeon the stylite did? Ready for this? True story, 390 AD. Simeon took a 20-foot pole, built a three-foot square um, landing on it, climbed up of it, and sat on top of it. And that's what he did and prayed for 37 years. Now, I doubt if any of you are called to be a stylite. That's what you call someone who does that. And it's a little eccentric and it's a little strange. But saints are wonderfully diverse and wonderfully, Simeon aside, wonderfully normal. Simeon is an extreme, admittedly, but for lots of people, saints are people that take this whole Christianity thing just a little bit too seriously, right? Lighten up, man. Remember um, Billy Joel and his song, Only the Good Die Young? And Billy Joel said something profoundly stupid. He said, I'd rather laugh with the sinners than, die, than cry with the saints because the sinners are much more fun. You know that one? I'd rather laugh with the sinners than cry with the saints because the sinners are much more fun. Well, Billy Joel has never been to the Trinity Episcopal Church barbecue last night, which was a blast. But even that aside, uh, that's the whole point that Billy Joel misses. And again, he's not a theologian. I'll cut him some slack. But saints are sinners. That's the whole point. Saints are sinners who know they cannot save themselves. Saints are people who realize, blessedly, that a life without God at your center, at your core, that a life without God front and center is a life which is like to quote Ecclesiastes, right? It's a chasing after the wind. You ever chase the wind? Even if you grab it, it's not there, right? Saints in the church, saints in this building, are people who finally get it, that a life without God is a meaningless life. I'll give you an example. Another guy who's a little more maybe mainstream, St. Augustine of Hippo. You heard of him, right? St. Augustine. St. Augustine of Hippo, he was a rock star by all accounts. He had money, sex, and power. Whatever Augustine wanted was at his fingertips. He was brilliantly educated, a keen mind, wealth, power, lots of friends, 
Everybody loved Augustine, right? He's a cool dude. Whatever he wanted, he could have. But the one thing he couldn't get was peace. And I submit this to you, the one thing that every human heart, including yours, God knows mine, every human heart fundamentally at the end of the day is after that one thing, which is peace. And Augustine, like all of us, tried to find that peace in all different ways. And Augustine actually got to the top of the heap and he realized the things he had strived for didn't actually cut the mustard. And so after his conversion, he's a famous quote, which I'm going to read to you in his book, Confessions, which are quite juicy, actually. Augustine's famous quote says, Oh God, all hearts are restless until they rest in thee. Man, that'll preach. All hearts are restless until they rest in thee. (laughs) Augustine, like all saints, realized that he was a sinner saved by grace. And Augustine was big enough and smart enough to realize that what Jesus says, that life does not consist in the abundance of your possessions, that a life lived without him at the center is meaningless. That's my first point. What is a saint? A saint is a sinner saved by Jesus. Amen? A saint is a sinner saved by Jesus. Here's the question. Are you a saint? Because they're not just dead people. Well, let me ask you a question. Do you have peace? And if you don't, saints are people that have peace. And that leads me to my second point. What makes saints different from the world. Well, again, most people think of saints as dead people, dead guys and dead girls, right? And that is true. A true saint, that the church has always recognized people like St. Paul or St. Mary or St. Timothy or St. Christopher, even though he's a fake. (laughs) But the interesting thing about all the saints, when you look at all of the saints, is that they're awfully ordinary. They're regular people like you and me. And that's actually the whole key, right? God takes ordinary men and women, ordinary men and women, and uses them for extraordinary work. St. Paul, another good one. St. Paul was a guy with a keen mind. The dude was smart. Even the scripture says Paul was smart. He was a keen mind, highly educated, comes from a wealthy family. He was faithful, he was devout, he was religious. He was a go-getter, type A. He's the kind of guy you wanted to raise your kids to be, your boys to be like, and your daughters to marry. Paul is a rock star, fearless. Or, in direct contrast, Francis of Assisi, 14th century uh, kid from Italy, whose daddy was a famous wealthy textile merchant, and Francis of Assisi, who wasn't terribly well-educated, gave it all away. This is my point, you see. Paul and Francis could not be more different temperamentally, educationally, experientially, but yet what makes them the same is that they gave it all up for the Lord. They put him in slot number one. And here's my question for you, and it's kind of a rhetorical one. What what would cause someone, Augustine or Paul or Francis or anybody, to turn their whole lives over to Jesus? What would possibly cause that? Well, when you realize that he's the one who actually gives you the peace that you seek. 
When you actually get to the top of the heap, I've known men and women who've actually been extraordinarily successful in the goals they set for their lives, and they get there and they go, this is it? Yeah, that's it, sadly. Unless you put Jesus in the spot where he belongs, you'll never have it. You'll never have peace. Saints are people, friends, saved by Jesus who strive to use their gifts to serve him. And that's actually the important key to today that I want you to dial in on for a moment. And it's a question, and this might sting, but that's my job. <laughs> um, what do you serve? Think about that for a second. What do you serve? Because everybody serves something or someone. Everybody does it. What is the one thing in your life that you strive for? And you say, man, if I just had that one thing, then I'd be at peace. What do you serve? Everybody serves something. You do it, and I do it. What do you serve? Who do you serve? Because friends, saints, living and dead, are Christians who put Jesus in that spot, who serve him who use the things of this world that God gives us, these wonderful, varied gifts that God gives to us, not for their own glory, but to serve him. How much freedom and joy and peace there is to use the gifts that God has given you to serve him. It's counterintuitive, it's countercultural, but it's true. The other night, Kathy and I went to uh, dinner for our 22-year uh, anniversary. You want to talk about a saint. My wife is a saint. And patient. Um, we went to dinner um, at a very, a very nice restaurant over on the beach. I'm not going to tell you where. We went on the beach, and um, this guy came up to me. He waited on us before, and he walked away, and I thought to myself, that guy's a Christian. He didn't say anything. He just said hello and whatever, but I could just feel it, you know? And... Um, Later on, he was a pretty talkative guy. He's a waiter, right? So he's going to talk and try to make rapport to get a good tip, which he did. <laughs> but, uh, but he was talking to us about different things and sort of, you know, giving good suggestions for food and things that a good waiter does. And he said, uh, he said he had three children, and he said, my children are a blessing. And I went, hmm. I thought he was a Christian. And I said, uh, I said you know, the Lord has blessed me with three wonderful children and my wonderful wife. This is our anniversary. He says, oh, wow, praise God. I said, indeed, praise God. He didn't know I was a priest. I don't wear my collar every day, and I didn't have it on at dinner for my wedding anniversary. So anyway, so he got to talking, and he says, you know, the Lord's been so good to me. And I said, yes, he's been good to me as well. And he said, uh, whatever it was, years ago, he struggled with alcohol and drug addiction. And he was wrestling with it. And, he, and that was what he served, right? To keep that idea. That was his focus in his life. He served his own needs, his own wants for drugs and alcohol. I don't know. He said he was at the bottom of the barrel and he said, someone said to him, you know, what you really need is Jesus. And of course, when someone says that to you, you think, yeah, right. He said, but you know, I actually, I took him up on their word and I went to church with the guy, with this person. And the waiter said, and I met him. I met Jesus, and he changed me. And I said, you want to hear something stranger? And he said, sure. I said, I'm a priest. <laughs> and he said, really? I said, yep. And he said, well, he said, Father, I can't believe how much God has changed me. And here's the thing I want you to see, right? His life was a train wreck. 
mean, drug addiction and alcohol, I mean, that's a big one, but there's all sorts of things. It can be money, whatever, you know, fill in the blank, fill in your blank, right? All these things he relied upon that he served, that when he gave that up, he got the joy he had actually been striving to get in what he was serving. You see the point? St. Bob the waiter. <laughs> point is, here's a guy, St. Bob the waiter, server, I guess you say now, he was a man who had a story and was willing to tell it. He was willing to tell about how God had changed his life. And now he was able to help other people who wrestle with the very same problems. And friends, that's what makes a saint a saint. Somebody who recognizes that Jesus is the one whom they serve. Someone who recognizes that Jesus is the one who calls them. Who, put Jesus, who puts Jesus at their center and lives it. Lives a life-changing faith. Who changes the world the real deal. Is Jesus your center? Is he the one you serve? Is he your everything? How do you know? If you lost everything else, would you be okay? Do you start with him? Because every, everyone starts with something. Friends, are you a saint? You know, we're going to baptize, I'm about to baptize three new saints in about three minutes. Get ready. And uh, we as a community, these parents will be charged with raising those children as Christians. You as a parish community will say, we will, I will say, will you strive to help this, these young persons live in their faith? And you will say, we will. Well, you better. That's your call as saints, you see. To raise up new saints in the household of God. Because see, what the world needs is not more Christians. There's plenty of Christians. What the world needs is not more nominal Christians. What the world needs is more saints. I'm convinced, I'm convinced, that the reason that the church is declining in the West, certainly in Europe, it's kind of a goner there, the reason that the church is in decline is because there's just too many nominal Christians. Too many people who get the stamp and don't live it. Friends, the world doesn't need nominal Christians. We don't need nominal Christians. We need saints. Go to Africa. Go to places where the church is exploding. You know why? Because it costs something to believe in him. Does it cost you? Are you willing to serve him? Are you a saint? What the world needs, friends, are Christians, not more Christians, but Christians who live it, who are being changed by Jesus, and who are willing and eager to share it. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for all your saints, living and dead, that wonderful gathering of all different people throughout the world, through time, throughout history, who demonstrate their love for you and their service to you and your church. Lord, help us to follow their examples, to be agents of change, to be men and women who serve the God whom we claim to. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to our Trinity Episcopal Church podcast. To find out more about the work God is doing through Trinity, visit us online at trinitybureau.org and follow us on Facebook.